Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi guys, Kara here. Just to give you a little bit of a heads up. So as you know, I usually do a Summer House and Vanderpump Rules episode combined. However, scheduling got a little bit away from me. So uh, due to that, today you're going to hear a standalone episode of Summer House with the incredible Giselle Brooks of Who Asked Me podcast. So you can check out the links to her podcast in the episode description. And yeah, Vanderpump Rules will be on Because she's trying to support her partner who is battling this extraordinary demon. Who the f are we to have an opinion about that? Lindsay and Danielle need to find a way to service their friendship in other areas. And if your friendship needs alcohol and partying to survive, Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our Summer House and Vanderpump Rules edition. Join with me today is host of Who Asked Me podcast, Giselle Brooks. Hey girl. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Our Aries queen, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you to talk about all of the mess that's been going on from the Hamptons coast to coast really yeah (laughs) (laughs) we've really had a time with these two shows um how have you been feeling have you been like kind of feeling the same sort of um summer house fatigue that everybody else seems to be feeling um yes but I think mine comes from I'm fighting the good fight and (laughs) part of it I kind of put myself in being so vocal online about it Mm -hmm. Um, so I've had, you know, I'm not going to lie last week. I had like a moment where I was like, I'm not going to talk about summer house anymore online. (laughs) 
-hmm. because I have been getting like, I, not a lot, not an overwhelming amount, but I have gotten messages of people like women telling me what type of woman they think I am. Um, people calling me an idiot Mm. people like, you know, things like that because they don't like my summer house commentary and right. I'm just like okay um, well, first of mm-hmm. all don't really know what type of areas I would be if I just stopped doing something because y'all didn't like what I had to say <laughs> but also I know that I'm on the side of sense right. okay like common sense right so I don't really feel like arguing because whenever somebody in three I said this a while ago people need to stop like disliking people just because we don't like the same reality tv people that's very fucking weird yeah yeah it is so weird to me like you're telling me because I can make sense of a good amount of Lindsay Hubbard's bullshit Mm -hmm. (laughs) past and present that you think I'm a terrible person and you don't think that there's a redeeming quality about me. That's crazy because I don't think that about somebody else. Like if I don't know them. I agree. Yeah. I'm totally with you. Like shout out to Christian Grace. No, I love him down, but we do not agree on a single housewife. And we've spoken about this before. Like his favorite housewives to me are like, uh, are you okay? But like, I love (laughs) him down, but you know, like you have to separate it. Like, you know, we're also humans. Everybody's human. Like we can't take this that seriously. Yeah. I like, I'm like, I have found myself in Twitter arguments that are where I'm like, let me backtrack this because did I say something that made this argumentative? Because I can do that. I'm an Aries, (laughs) self-aware up in here. Um, And then sometimes I'm like, no, you're just oddly defensive people. I don't know what it, I really don't know what it is about Lindsay that triggers people so badly. It's one of the, it's one of the worst I've ever seen for probably like the least amount of work like she yeah. yes Lindsay yeah. has done some batshit things she's also like mm-hmm. done yeah she's done some things that are not favorable everybody has everybody yeah, I has I don't understand what makes people enraged when it comes to Lindsay Hubbard I think what it is is that like Lindsay lives in an objective black and white world and like mm-hmm. All these people want to live in like some kind of gray area. Like Lindsay's not a girl's girl. I think that's fair. <laughs> I don't think she's uh, see, girl's I... girl behavior, but that's not like a bad thing. I think she right. behaves in an objective way. And then people want to live by like girl's girl code. And that's like not it doesn't mesh and so therefore I think people think that she's a bad person because Mm -hmm. she doesn't live by certain like unspoken codes she lives in a very objective world and yeah I just think that that doesn't work for a lot of people they don't see that right so here's my argument to that like none of us actually live in a girl's girl world because as the person on TikTok said, I'm not a girl's girl. Some of y'all stupid. Okay. Right. <laughs> because it does, it's not applicable for, like, I put it like this. I think my definition of a girl's girl is like, I don't have to agree with you, but I still think you deserve rights. Mm-hmm. I don't need to like you to like empathize with you about women's, you know, struggles and things like that. A lot of those things with women begin and end with whether or not they like you or not. And I, that's what I find very weird about that. Because like, if you think about Lindsay, like, I don't think any other 
Bravo Liberty, um, you know, housewife, anybody could have had a miscarriage in the story that Lindsay had last year mm-hmm. and people not be like, yeah, I don't really fuck with her, but that shit is crazy. People were reasoning with Jason and I was like, I was like this is out of hand this is out of hand because if you took that and applied it to a Paige or Amanda or Sierra or anybody else they'd be like oh she's so strong I'm so touched and I that's what was just like yeah driving me bonkers because I for me every single one of those women in summer house have displayed non-girls girl and I'm using air quotes here behaviors for sure yeah and not even towards Lindsay towards each other towards other house you know members it's just one of those things that we I yeah I'd like to live in la la land and be like pussy power all the time girls rule boys drool but we're humans right and you know what I mean and like when it comes to I like obviously disagree with a lot of things that Candace Owens says and does almost everything um but if Candace Owen pops up tomorrow and is like, I am having an abortion because I decided to, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be like, yeah, that's her right. Yeah, absolutely. I'm absolutely. not going to drag her. I'm not going to like, okay. I, I think because I think every woman deserves the right to choose and, you know, to uh, have a safe, healthy, reproductive care. <laughs> it's For just, sure. I don't know. It just baffles me how like, we keep turning the tables on summer house and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Exha- exhausting. <laughs> Let's get into the episode. Uh, it As a Danielle stand, it's been hard out here for a pimp. We got, we got to talk about it, but we start off with Danielle telling Lindsay they're at the girls dinner still. She's like feeling some type of way because Lindsay just said, you know, I don't really give a shit about going to Montauk for you, which was a little bit not nice, but you know, she said what she said. Um, so Danielle's telling Lindsay, listen, if your best friend's not hard on you, then they're not your fucking best friend. And Lindsay tells her, but there's a difference between like what you're saying. You can be hard on me when you're pushing me to be a better person. And Danielle goes, I am pushing you to be a better person or like a better friend to me. I don't know what it is which was interesting so then Lindsay says in a confessional there's a compromise that goes with being in a relationship and she feels like she's doing the best that she can to like be supportive towards Carl while also trying to have fun like she does every summer and Danielle's in a relationship but like I said last week she operates socially as a single person and unfortunately Robert's nowhere to be found he's in the back of a kitchen somewhere saying yes chef yes chef so the expectations for like danielle are just not in sync do i think carl and Lindsay are whack yeah kind of but like that has nothing to do with whatever danielle's upset about i listen everybody i'm married i think the reason i look at this so differently is because of everything i went through with my friends um when I was getting engaged slash getting slash getting married. And mm-hmm. I'll never forget, somebody told me, an older woman told me, you are going to see a different side of your friends as you get married and move into this next phase of your life. And even as they see that you're getting more serious in your relationship. And I was like, what? I was like, no, nah. like everybody in my friend group been rocking with me over a decade. We're best friends. Like my bridal party was, it was so easy for me to pick out. And like, it's still hurts me to this day that some of my friendships are forever changed because of 
the events that went down during my engagement in my like in the time that I was getting engaged into getting married like Mm -hmm. friendships were altered slash ruined I had to kick one of my brides or one of my maids of honor out of my wedding Mm -hmm. um and so I'm get like I'm getting so triggered watching Danielle and Lindsay because they're I don't care what anybody says what kind type of life you live you know the New York life or Midwest life anything like that when your friends start to move on and grow up and and everybody grows up in a different way yeah which is what I was trying to explain to one of my friends during my you know time of being engaged but it just it came off as like a competition and I was like listen I'm on my end I'm not competing or anything but like it's you have to find your place again we are not the same as we were when we were single younger partying and while Danielle operates socially uh single I think that Danielle, I don't know, because I don't know Danielle, is not still operating how she was three or four years ago, because that would be madness. People need to grow. Right. You know what I mean? She's not going to operate the same as she did before she was with Robert, the way she is now after being, being broken up with Robert. Right. And I think that for me, the one thing that I was like, Danielle, you might want to watch this is actually it's a couple things but my main thing was if your best friend isn't fucking hard on you then she needs to be your best friend okay would you feel the same if I turn the tables right now right would you feel the same if I turn the tables right now and started telling you what I observe in your relationship with Robert that I don't necessarily think you are behaving like the Danielle I know how would you feel and how would you feel if I did it in front of everybody right now because if I do it then it's going to be a problem Lindsay's activated but you can sit here after I said I'm trying to have a good time with everybody that doing the very thing that you want me to do, but now it's not good enough. Yeah. And I shout out to Gabby for asking the question, like, Lindsay, is this the first time you've heard about this from Danielle? (laughs) Yeah. 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 And now it's in a group setting and it was a girl's night that I was trying to have fun at. And now we're not having fun. So, and I think the location matters. The company matters. Yeah. Paige, Amanda, everybody can say that they are moving on every summer. We're, we're moving on with Lindsay every summer. We're moving on. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Continues to do stuff that shows that you're never, ever going to actually fuck with Lindsay like that. And I had to go back and like pull some receipts for something. And I think I was talking to Emily from She Seeks Bravo about this as, and I'm, I'll see if you feel the same way as somebody who watches these shows in the way we watch them. I was so confused from season four, five into six, because I was looking at that and I said, okay, so I'm not crazy. In season four, like they were at one point, like Paige was sitting on Lindsay's lap. Uh, They were all around the fire key king. Were the girls ever this one big strong girl unit? No, they were not. But at one point they could come together in the house and still be talking Mm -hmm. and like have conversations with one another. And it's like, none of the bullshit ever really fucking mattered. Right. Like, it's okay. It's like, okay, yeah, we had a disagreement and then it's fine now. We've all talked and we're all moving on. And there was girl time involved. The Mm -hmm. pandemic season, Hannah was the terror. Lindsay was terrorizing Strabi about sandwiches, but Hannah was the terror. It wasn't Lindsay. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Definitely true. And I do think that the plan was for it to be Lindsay, but then Hannah started losing her goddamn marbles. (laughs) But like, 
I just, I'm like, it doesn't make any sense because all of this cherry picking and selective memory with Lindsay, it goes back, like we're skipping seasons back. Right. Seasons back. And even the end of last season, the, la the season finale, Paige talks to Lindsay and she's like, we're all doing the best we can. And I want you to know that I really do care about you. And I do think that Lindsay takes people like women, especially for what they say at face value, mm -hmm. but she's always ready for them to hurt her because of her situation with her mom. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why she is. That's why I hold some space for her with her reasoning, because one of my best, best friends has um, the same situation as Lindsay with her mom. And I see how that has manifested in self. I think she, she's one of my best friends. She's one of the most loyal friends ever to me. But yes, other women might describe her as hard to get along with. She just doesn't trust people easily. She is always ready for them, like other women to hurt her. You can't, I mean, it's a sad situation. Right. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. And, and yeah, like to your point, like, yeah, they were able to like, kick it and like have a fun, fluffy time with each other and not like have things be too deep. And I think that, again, speaks to like the fact that Lindsay's can be friends with anybody, but she's not necessarily like a girl's girl. Because like you said, they didn't they never had some sort of like sorority situation. Mm -hmm. Like she came into the house being friends with Kyle and mm -hmm. not Amanda, you know, like that's just how it is. And then Amanda, you know, got Paige and Hannah and whatever. And it's just sort of evolved from there, which is not like, again, it's not a knock on Lindsay. That's just, those were her friends. They didn't develop a natural relationship with the girls and that's it. Yeah. And we, I think people forget, people think that Kyle and Amanda have been this like strong couple type for like the entirety of the show. And that's literally not true. I mean, just, we can go back to just last season when they absolutely should not have gotten married. So. And not only that, the beginning of them, she was a fuck buddy. She yeah. literally, he Creeping literally told her <laughs> on camera, on camera, like, you know, I'm like not trying to do this right. Yeah. He said yeah. that to her. <laughs> we've watched the almost the entirety of their relationship yeah so why were like amanda is really taking i'm like trying to think in my mind what the deal is with amanda because i used to be a big amanda fan me like, too mm -hmm. huge amanda fan but who but hoop gang <laughs> but this attitude now i'm like what's going on and the only thing that i can like like reduce it to is the fact that she is actually married to Kyle now. And I think that Amanda might be one of those women. I don't know. Cause I don't know her personally, but she might be one of those women that's like, well, I'm married now. So it gives me a, a little bit of a leg up, even though she seems to hate her husband. <laughs> How long do you give that marriage? Really? I don't know because I don't, I think Amanda stayed with Kyle because she wanted to be on the show. I do put Amanda in the likes of like a Britney and Ooh, a Raquel, wow, okay. not Raquel the cheater, but like a Raquel of like, oh, you know, I know that I have other options and I can absolutely do better. Same with Britney, but this guy comes with a platform and a show right? and it can Allie. rock it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it can rocket me and put me on this pedestal of where be seen in a light that I've always wanted to see. I'll never forget people. Like when I used to go up for Amanda, people were like, and I think it's partially our fault as the audience, because we did go up for her, especially during that pandemic, like pandemic year when uh, Hannah was acting a damn fool. Yeah. 
we, I think we, the audience like pumped a life into the Batula cooks that we cannot take back now. <laughs> and and I think great. that like Amanda is like, I think, I really do think that if Amanda would have broken up with Kyle, she would have remained on the show. Oh, a thousand percent. I think she would have remained on the show and like, I think she would have gotten more power because if Amanda would have broken up with Kyle, we would have dogged his ass. Like we would have bullied sure. him off the fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be looking at that mullet right now. Yeah. It would have been a whole like girl power season. And mm -hmm. as much as I love Kyle, like I would have liked to see it, you know? I, again, used to be, uh, I don't want to say a big fan of Kyle, but I used to like him. This, I think, to use Amanda's words <laughs> against her, she wanted to say Lindsay tainted Carl. I think Amanda kind of tainted <laughs> Kyle a little bit because there was a scene in this episode where I was like, I said this, but like when Kyle went on that whole tirade, um, my wife is a stand-up citizen or whatever the fuck he said, <laughs> and bitches like Lindsay Hubbard. I was like, yo, the B word? That's crazy, yeah. bro. I was like, I was like, Kyle, the B word. Wow. Wowzers. Mm -hmm. I was like, I think that, and Amanda kind of confirmed it for me when she had that lunch with Lindsay, where she said, I was frustrated with Carl because he was agreeing with us on stuff the, um, last year. And then when we got to the reunion. He was disagreeing with us. I said, oh, so Carl was like, yeah, Lindsay's being a terror. Lindsay's being Lindsay. Da, yeah. da, 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 da. Because let's not act like Carl is not a messy bitch. Carl, oh, yeah, and and when he got to that reunion, he was like very, very quiet in a way that I took note of. Like he does mm -hmm. not want to get involved in this, but I could also tell he did not approve of what Lindsay was doing. And if they were not like madly in love at that point, maybe he would have had something else to say or anything but to say at all. <laughs> I see. This is the thing. When we bring Austin into it, I will argue like L Woods in court. Because <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. You know, Sierra asked if it was okay, blah, blah. Sierra asked Austin because she knew Austin was going to give her the answer that she wanted. Right. Which was, oh, yeah, I want new pussy, not pussy I've already had because Austin's a fucking fuck boy. Right, Shit. Right. <laughs> like, I can't. I'm so triggered by that young man. Yeah. Like, I, I cannot. Well, let's please but, move on. I cannot. Yeah. But him. I just, I like when Amanda was laying in bed and Kyle came to bed and she whispered, Danielle is like oh will you shine brighter without Lindsay? and kyle did like this thing where he was like oh <laughs> i saw like the plea the seed has been planted mm. this whole thing gives a plan to me yeah it really I, does i'm 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 still working it out in my brain like what exactly is going on but um i don't really even care about talking about the boys uh session with the stealing of panties i don't care chris is <laughs> weird care. chris is weird let me yeah i, I, and don't, I don't care about him no i don't know how they deal with well first of all where's alex i mean he saved himself yeah easily with that honda civic comment alone <laughs> at the reunion that he deserved a second season but chris is weird if somebody comes up to me at a bar and just starts taking my fucking trying to take my shoes off you're getting kicked in the face you're probably gonna have to go to urgent care i'm not gonna be the nurse that saves you buddy fuck off yeah, it's it's weird. And and I feel like everything he says is like 
weird about women and he's got these mm-hmm. like antiquated misogynistic mm-hmm. thoughts that he thinks are very cute and funny and they mm-hmm. are neither of those things and i just don't know like i keep seeing people being like oh if you guys don't like chris and this is like offensive somehow and i just I, i'm <laughs> looking and i'm not seeing anything i'm trying here i don't think danielle likes chris the way people are trying to like no say that she does and i listen you want to talk about offensive what so we got two puerto ricans they automatically like each other in the house now please right why are we latinos i don't know because chris is chris is a puerto rican yes i was gonna say venezuelan okay yeah Yeah. i stand corrected yeah we got two latinas in the house now and automatically they like each other nar nar it's weird it's weird i because i mean she saved sierra last week so obviously Uh she doesn't think he's that cute (laughs) no and i think danielle can talk to a wall exactly she's a very charismatic person and i think that's all it is but uh so back to girls night Paige is like okay before we move on does anybody else want to say anything so gabby takes the floor and she's like listen by nature i'm a very honest person sierra you and i really haven't had a moment where we've had a one-on-one conversation or connected so I'm not really sure where we stand. Like you really seem very guarded and it seems like you tend to stick to your established relationships. And Sierra's like, yeah, totally. But I also kind of don't really think that you were trying to get to know me either. And when we do talk, I just feel like your answers are very surface level and they kind of come off as arrogant, but I really want to know you on a deeper level. So they like agree to having a one-on-one at some point, but Gabby says in a confessional, I work really hard to be sure of myself. And I feel like after stumbling for a while, I was getting cheated on. I got fired. Maybe I'm overcorrecting a little bit. And if it comes off as arrogant, I'm not sorry because (laughs) I'm not going to soften myself for other people. And I love that. I, I I love Sierra for like not being a jerk about it I guess like they were able to have a civil conversation um I don't I wish this didn't happen at all because it just seemed Uh kind of weird for them to have this sort of tension but if we can hash it out and like keep it cute then great and I love Gabby for still standing her ground and being like I'm not gonna like change myself but like Uh I (laughs) I think that the conversation because you know I posted that video about the dynamic between all the black women in the house the thing that upsets me is that I feel like we're I do feel like Gabby is allowing Sierra and Maya like to be them but they're not really allowing her to be her agreed when it comes to the guardedness of it all in the the guarded in the surface level with these two first of all at what point do we because I am a person that sticks to my established relationships I really am mm-hmm. um but I'm also a person that like when somebody new comes around I'm like hey what's up you know what I mean like right. it's it's it, it's tricky at what point do we say is this guarded or is it low-key bitchy because I don't know what Sierra is searching for from Gabby she keeps saying I surface either. level but you've only known her I think we're only like five weeks in at this point yeah. And in, in, that they've been in that in weekends. It's not like y'all spend time together throughout the week. Like, what are you looking for from Gabby, Sierra? And then I think, well, honestly, Maya came to Sierra. Right. And I Maya think- came to Sierra. 
I, I, I totally, totally agree. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think she, Gabby, wants to like go out and play and mm-hmm. not sit in a bed with seven mm-hmm. people all the time and like, you know, go and, and do all that and stuff. And I, yeah, I think Gabby's just like, I don't think she's thinking about it that deep, not in a shallow way. I think she's like, yeah, experiencing the house and that's it if you guys mm-hmm. don't like it but i also feel like Sierra has been like kind of low-key throwing jabs at her and being kind and i don't really understand what that's about like if you just feel like you guys haven't gotten close then let that be it like you don't have to be being like oh usually i'm close to libras but like not you or whatever she said <laughs> like it's just weird to me gabby is like and I don't mean this in a bad way. I, cause I, I love this about her and I'm, I can be the same way. Two things here. She's a little bit of a busybody. She, mm-hmm. she is. And she came into the house with Sam. Maya came into the house by her, well, with Alex, but by herself, essentially the only female. Right. So I get where Maya was having like a harder time because I did see, don't get me wrong. I did see Maya trying to navigate these friendships. She was going over to Danielle and Lindsay and going over, you know what I mean? And I saw that, but I hate the notion that one Danielle and Lindsay didn't make her feel welcome or didn't, you know, embrace her because neither did Paige and Sierra. They said worse that the one particular night, you know, that was the catalyst to the conversation last year. They said, we're staying in and watching movies. Maya said, I want to go out. The issue was they were going to somebody else's section as somebody who works in the service industry and especially nightclubs. That shit is, if you don't, if you, it's not your booth, you don't bring extra people because that can turn embarrassing for the person who wasn't invited. Right. Um, I just, the thing with Gabby and Sierra, I just, I just am like, at the end of the day, what, where are we going? Where are we going? Because it's not, with Sierra, I feel like she doesn't want to go anywhere. And if she doesn't, that's fine. But we don't need to talk about Gabby being surface level. Because if I don't want to know yeah. anybody, then that's fine. That doesn't make them surface level. It just means I don't want to know them. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, let's just let it be. Um, so then Danielle kind of interjects and she's like, Sierra, oh I wish God. I had had this conversation with you a long time ago. And Sierra's like, yeah, I, <laughs> me too, bitch. The fuck? I like- don't think Sierra does, though. Sierra, I, I don't, don't know because I don't know her. No, I don't think that she wishes that. Sierra and Danielle both with that glass throwing fight last year both of them caught a lot of heat yeah both of them caught a lot of heat I think each of them now are trying to overcorrect mm. from last year I really really do I don't yeah I don't know if Danielle like I mean her writing for Lindsay was like you know very nice but it wasn't necessary <laughs> do a little too much um no one asked her to I'm, i hate no to be this person to, but yeah. no one asked you to do that yeah and i when think- they started standing up and scream like when danielle interjected herself i get what danielle's saying and she said what all of the rest of us were saying you are mad at Lindsay over and you're more than you're mad at austin right, right? clear you i think Lindsay had the same amount of conversations i would have had this with sierra because Sierra had no conversations with Lindsay in Winter House. She had the conversation yeah. at the beginning, like, hey, whatever, sorry, you know, I'm not mad at you, whatever. And then after it, she did say, so after the makeout, she said, yes, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't think of it like that, blah, blah, blah. We've never heard a, I'm sorry if you 
whatever type of apology is acceptable in the Amanda Batula's apology book, we've never heard that towards Sierra or from Sierra to Lindsay. True. Because she had no problem in Winter House when it was her that was being chosen. Right. And that's what baffled me. Right. You didn't, when Lindsay, you have one of the most fucking embarrassing pictures of Lindsay to exist <laughs> on the internet. Saved on my phone, still to mine too. Mine too. <laughs> and that's like, like, but I think that's what makes Lindsay a great reality TV person as well, is because I would not go back on TV after that. Right. <laughs> but she just goes back. But like Sierra and Danielle with that argument and the throwing the wine, I said, this is over Austin fucking roll. Right. But to a certain extent, I was like, Danielle, sit down. Because Lindsay ain't saying a fucking word. She's letting Sierra go off on her. She's giving Sierra her moment. Right. I also don't yeah. think Lindsay wanted to argue with a black girl. Well, yeah. I mean, that would be smart. I don't think she wanted I don't think she wanted to argue with the black girl, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that, that would have been a, a sound a sound choice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, basically, they both agree that they had picked sides and they missed each other and danielle is like listen i'm mad but i'm mad because like i like you and i feel like we wasted a lot of time like not fucking with each other because we didn't have any beef with the between each other which i'm glad that like we're having this conversation because they needed to <laughs> mm. <laughs> i'm i'm sorry i just um i just hindsight is twenty twenty. For sure. You you can only blame somebody else for your actions so fucking much. For sure. But as long as they're friends currently and it's working out for them, I'm happy about it. Sure. I'm better friends than enemies. Yeah, sure. Less <laughs> wine spilled. I agree. <laughs> More wine for everybody. Um, so yeah, the guys get to the club. Chris does I don't even like feet. I don't even want to talk about this. Like I hate I feet. had to cover my <laughs> eyes yeah disgusting. I, I don't like feet at all um so yeah i mean carl and Lindsay go off together briefly at the club they're like yeah i don't really want to be here i don't want to be here either the night didn't go how i wanted to go carl's got to wake up for berries at like 3 15 in the morning so you know that's that um so everybody goes home danielle's just pouting she's like sitting in the corner like the babadook like just like pouting and very upset and amanda and Paige tell her to like come to the room right like we're all talking right and danielle goes you know i'm angry i'm angry you guys open up a can of worms in my brain so they're like well what's going on girl and Paige says i told danielle earlier that it's just really nice to see your national natural personality just shine and it feels like sometimes Lindsay doesn't let you shine so danielle says i'm really upset right now and they're like yeah like we get it she's like no like, you guys don't get it like who wants to know that page was right <laughs> which page was a good thing like right, page. <laughs> page wasn't fucking right though and that's she, what's killing me yeah i think here's what, what i it, think going on what does this have to do with danielle's natural personality shining like Lindsay, like okay so this is how it is to me danielle is complaining that Lindsay is not coming out and drinking with her in Montauk and moving too fast with Carl. Right. But if Lindsay were coming out and drinking and not doing, like, saying how she is now, then she would be performing in the normal Lindsay manner. And then 
Danielle's personality wouldn't be shining. You two are talking about two different things and Paige is plugging her narrative in there and Danielle's too fucked up to realize it. Yeah, <laughs> they're talking about two different things for like, sure. What, I was like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. And like, did, I remember Paige, seeing a clip of Paige at fucking one of Craig and Austin's little pillow talk sessions, live shows. And she was like, was asked about the season after, right after they wrapped. And she was like, everything I ever said about Lindsay came to fruition. Everything you've ever said about Lindsay is that she's a fucking rude bitch. <laughs> I have not seen her. Yo, y'all are getting off super fucking easy because a ton of people would have been catching strays if that were Giselle in the house. Activated as fuck. Get the fuck out of my business. Right. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, Paige, you're not you're not thinking with the right brain. I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you're taking too much advice from your fucking boyfriend. Paige and, and Craig are chatty patties. That's that's definitely true. Um, yeah, I don't know that like I don't know if like Lindsay's actively not letting Danielle shine. I think that like they have established roles that they were both very comfortable in until Danielle wasn't. And um, you know, again, is that Lindsay's problem or fault? No, no. But then you have to, is it Robert's problem either? Because like two scenes later in the city, Danielle is talking about Robert and she's talking to Robert and she says to the camera, I have always been a person that like is like pushes the people that I'm with. When I met Robert, he was living out of two suitcases. Now, wherever he is, I make us a home. Mm -hmm. So is Danielle, is it Robert's fault? Is it Lindsay's fault? I said this on my podcast. I, I really hope Danielle is watching this and saying like, oh, because when you're in it, it's hard to realize in a tale as old as time, the relationship started having breaking down before you realized it right. was breaking down. I hope Danielle can realize like, oh, th this might be where some things went wrong. But the way she's arguing with some people online, I fear not. So I need yeah. people to leave her alone because I need some self-awareness to come in. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I heard that she said that like, or I guess that people were saying that she keeps saying, you know, just keep watching, keep watching and you'll see what happens. But here I had like an epiphany and I have this collectively like with my friend Chai and my friend Maya. I, I think like last week I touched on the fact that I think uh, Danielle is projecting her situation with Robert I think she's not as happy as she's saying she is and like part of that is like oh I need Lindsay now whatever like it's not just mm -hmm. the fact that he's working long hours it, I think it's their relationship and that's clear like it's something weird is going on um but it's more than that wow nice yeah what you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just 
From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Like Lindsay was telling, okay, let's go to this part where like Lindsay's talking to Gabby and, and Sam. And they're asking like, what the hell's going on? And Sam is saying, you know, I, or so Lindsay's saying, I was supporting Danielle all the time mm-hmm. when she moved in with Robert two months after they got together, when they, um, <clears throat> when, it, when she left her corporate job and mm-hmm. wanted to do the app that we still haven't gotten. And all three of us were like, oh shit, where is that app? What's going on with Danielle? <laughs> it, it's like, like, it just seems like there's a lot of things in her life that where she's just kind of rudderless. And like, my impression of Danielle is that she's very much like somebody who gets a lot of gratification and like is centered by work and it's uh-huh. like part of her identity and whatnot. Uh-huh. To me, no shade. If you have quit your job uh-huh. to dedicate full time to an app, it's been a year now. Where's the app? You know, like I just have a lot of questions. And I think like in all areas of her life, she just like kind of like, oh, what's this is not what I wanted it. Or mm-hmm. what I thought. my relationship is not what I thought. I thought we were gonna be playing like happy home here. And I'm like, you know, washing all oyster juice off of his shirts sometimes when I see him, you know, uh-huh. it's you know, like where's my job? What are what's that about? You know is I don't think she is fulfilled, you know, going to home goods to make sure that Robert has the, you know, the blankets that he's accustomed to. Like, yes, I think there's a lot of things going on with Danielle. I agree. 120%. And I think that, um, you know, there, there's another layer of it. I, and I said this when it came to me and dealing with some of the things with my friend group, I think that one thing that's awesome now about like, our generation and like grown women as as women in our thirties now is that we are making our own decisions. Mm -hmm. We are not in a rush to get married. We're not in, you know, or have kids or anything like that. But what I feel like is happening just based off of my own experiences is that there is still like a silent competition. And while it is accepted, like, okay, so-and-so doesn't want to get married. I think that in their mind, there is a, because it's been, I mean, it's the fucking patriarchy. It's the, we didn't burn it down. It's just, people are breaking, you know, certain stigmas around certain things. I think that when somebody close to you starts getting things that you never really even thought of, or maybe thought you didn't want, and then you see a version of it and you're like, Mm -hmm. huh, maybe I do want that. You start fighting it back because I feel like some women have stood on this. Like, I don't need, I, I love my unconventional life. I love that. I, oh, I didn't need to get married and have right. babies to buy a house and da, da, da. And then I'm like, no, no, no. We all can follow whatever fucking road that we want, but don't look over at my road and start looking down on it to make yourself feel better. Because yeah, and- that like, go ahead. Well, the conversation that she had with Robert didn't really make any sense because right. like they're at their apartment for one day and mm-hmm. you know they're cleaning out the refrigerator because they're not there, right? And um she says like something along the lines of, you know, because we're not here, 
should we just give up this apartment? And Robert's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't really want to do that, you know, because I like to have a home. So she says mm-hmm. in a confessional, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. I like to make it home wherever he is. And now I, you know, he was living out of a duffel bag when I first met him. And now he's like accustomed to this homey lifestyle. But mm-hmm. he also still likes to be out here in these streets, like, you know, making Mexican street corner, whatever the hell he does. So, um, but then she says, oh, you know, like, I know we're not like thinking about marriage, but maybe we should get property. So do you want this apartment or, or do you want to buy something with him? Like, it can't be both, girl. I, I think, point, like, I think she thinks like, oh, this should be so fun. I've got this guy. I can work from wherever. He has this like fun career where we can travel and I can like wear cowboy hats in Aspen and then like <laughs> we can be out in Montauk and like, maybe I should want this. But like, yeah, like you said, I think she does want a more traditional thing. I think she's seeing Lindsay like hit these, you know, quote unquote mile marks or whatever. And maybe she's thinking, oh, like you said, like, "Mm, this isn't what I want. But yeah, again, you should not be looking over at her lawn. You should be trying to water whatever is going on on your grass. Yeah. Everybody has to figure out what works for them. And as long as it works for them, they're happy. I don't care. They're I'm married. I don't have any desire to bear children. Like at least not right now. I don't, I don't like to say hundred percent, no hundred percent. Yes. But like that, that's my story. I know some women that get married and they're like, no, we're making babies on that wedding night. Like it, it depends, but I'm not looking over at anybody else. And I think again, to, because I lived through a similar situation when Danielle said that, so we agree mortgage over marriage shit. I was so fucking triggered. Cause I was like, bruh, I don't really know what the, thing is with people now and buying like oh I bought a house you know I bought a house okay yeah and I got married which can be dissolved with a divorce and that house that you bought can be sold off the fucking market neither would like so what she's obviously trying to anchor some sort of like thing to their relationship to like legitimize it in whatever you know adulting sort of way that she thinks it needs to be legitimized and it's just like a symptom of a larger yeah. thing is like you guys just aren't a good fit and you know that sucks sorry girl that's you a really cute last... apartment but like you know hang up your well she's still head somewhere else do you remember last year when the the last reunion when they said i guess mm-hmm. Sierra was on watch what happens live and she said i see um you know uh danielle and robert not making it or whatever right. and danielle was like i never broke up with robert that didn't happen that didn't happen even robert was like oh like in between you know the second and third breakup on instagram and stuff and like at the reunion they were ever, even maya was like danielle he yeah, I, said bye maya to was, us yeah yeah like, like, we've had conversations with robert she's like no you didn't they're like uh <laughs> and i us is gossiping girl he told us yeah in hindsight it's 2020 now because it, i was like if i hadn't had not gone back to the reunion to grab a clip from something I wouldn't have seen that. But like, I again, I saw it on her face. She was like, no, no, it's not. And I said, oh, baby girl, this is where- Something that doesn't need to be protected. And I I don't know, Robert. He seems like a great guy. I've said before, I would never date a chef. Not because of the hours, just because in my 12 years of working in restaurants, they're just very fucking temperamental for no reason. Mm -hmm. Plate the fucking shrimp put it up there. Somebody's going to come grab it. But if it's up there for a little bit too long, then ring the fucking bell Mm -hmm. and move on. 
Like yeah. the integrity of my food is dying. Okay? It's a vibe. <laughs> like I can't, I, like I, I can't. <laughs> and then they I just drink it. to excess. Like when I saw Robert drinking and partying last week, I said, yep, he's definitely a chef. That's what I, yeah, I'm like, they almost all have some sort of uh, excessive substance abuse issue. Like, it's just not, it's not worth it. You don't want this dude calling you at five o'clock in the morning when he got off his shift, he's fucking drunk. And, you know, he's telling you that he made out with somebody. Like, you just don't want that. What are the hours of, I'm very curious because like, I have, you know, I know friends that are chefs down to, from all the way to the bottom, all the way up to like Michelin style so i know it ranges i just want to know at what like where robert is at at the totem pole like is he trying to get a michelin star is he trying like what what are we doing that's what i'm trying to figure out too like you obviously know way more about the food industry than i do um like i feel like if he's being hired to like be an aspen at one point of the season and like he's being hired by this like group then he's got to be pretty good but like the hours still don't make sense to me do they make sense to yeah. you uh well yes okay because okay. here's the thing the chefs i mean almost every restaurant i've job i've had if they serve brunch if they're open for lunch brunch anything like that they're there i mean they're there and if there's a truck delivery yeah they're they're there at like 7 a.m mm-hmm. and i think you know d- depending on where robert is i don't is he a kitchen manager is he there's so many questions i have because it's such a when she says he's a chef that's such a broad fucking term right such a broad fucking term and uh even working in the restaurant industry like my husband until recently was the assistant general manager of a restaurant I got out of restaurant management probably about like right before our wedding because like it's hard on relationships in general Mm -hmm. it's very 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 fucking hard um and especially for being in a relationship with people who aren't in the service industry at all I just like the hours can be ridiculous, but it works if you work it. Right. Like, cause you are there before the restaurant opens and way after the restaurant closes. Um, and then sometimes you're there out, be- out of there before the servers. And you know, I'm, I'm wondering the hours of these places as well. Like I have so many questions. Right. <laughs> I have so many questions. Yeah. I, I Well, yeah, I, I would like to know, but I guess we don't need to because they're not even together. So, well, I, yeah. And I also like, I saw the writings on the wall with that because one thing that I've realized is that Robert really likes Lindsay and Carl. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell that. And yeah. w- I think it was BravoCon when it just gave like such like juvenile like come on Robert we're going out we're going to hang out with like Paige and Craig and them like now and I feel like maybe Robert didn't like form a bond with you know Craig and them like he quite did with Lindsay and Carl it's just so stupid um but I'm not gonna get in the middle of the ladies mess but I just I know they broke up in November I'm just like wait what I have so many questions about the details (laughs) yeah me too yeah yeah Yeah. i I wonder if we'll find out i really do um okay so what happens oh basically everybody leaves the house and danielle says in a confessional this is like the first time where i'm not sure where i stand with Lindsay. but frankly not only do i not regret what i said to her i feel the opposite i am upset with her i'm upset with her behavior i don't like how Lindsay's treating me and our friendship and i thought we had a sisterhood for many years and it's not that so very very interesting that's a lot it it is a lot 
It is a lot. Out of all the times I thought I would hear Danielle say, I'm upset with Lindsay Hubbard's behavior, this being the behavior in question, right. <laughs> not what I imagined. Um, I agree. <laughs> you know, and I keep getting the stray tweet. If my friend told me they weren't going out with me because their boyfriend wasn't coming, we're out of here. We're done. I'm like, y'all don't form friendships the way I form friendships. Because <laughs> like, it's okay. And I think that whole statement could have been resolved with a, we're going to circle back to that later when it's just us two. And I literally I would ask my friend, like, so let's clarify this now that we don't have everybody else around us. You really like don't want to come out to Montauk if Carl's not coming? Yes or no? Yes, but no, but whatever. I would be like, okay, wasn't expecting that. I'm not going to stop being your fucking friend over that because like Sam said, if our friendship was dependent on partying, mm-hmm. I don't think that we had the friendship that I thought we had. Yeah, Sam was really dropping some like Ayala Van Zant level gems on Lindsay. Like, you know, saying, you know, this Carl's going through this, he's battling this extraordinary demon. Mm-hmm. If she wants to like adjust, who are we to be judgmental of that? Like, how, who are we to have an opinion about that? And like you said, like, if their de- relationship is that dependent on them, like being out and being wasted in a party, like that really says something else about your relationship for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I think the fans also are having problems drawing a line because this season is so like, uh, mm-hmm. it's like, because I feel like if this season, if there were other things going on besides the house being so focused on Carl and Lindsay and their relationship, then it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. And I think fans would be able to see everything clear. But since there's not a lot going on party-wise, house-wise, and everybody's focused on Carl and Lindsay, they're like, yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. And I'm like, I don't, it's really not because none of our business. If y'all would have just let them be boring and go to sleep and get up for berries and kept doing you, we would have been fine here. Yeah, I, I fully agree. I feel like right. I mean, like Sam goes to Barry's with them sometimes. I don't. I feel like Barry's boot camp is getting a bad rap. <laughs> <laughs> um, my thing is like I feel like where was like I just completely lost the thought. I'm not going to Barry's. Don't wake me up when y'all wake no, up. Absolutely but not. <laughs> I don't like, and the cameras don't seem to be going to Barry's either. So I don't care. <laughs> like that's my thing about it. I don't care. The cameras aren't taking us to Barry's. I'm if as a house member, I'm not being being woken up. So I don't give a shit if they want to wake up at 6 a.m. and go work out. Yeah, I, I don't care at all. Um, what I was going to say is that I think this show, because people are so close, like actually friends, mm-hmm. there's so much that we don't know that like technically would be breaking a fourth wall that we don't yeah. get like, full context on. And that makes the show very frustrating because yeah I think that there are just so many things at play like with the dynamic between Kyle and Carl that like Mm -hmm. is off camera stuff that we don't hear about and with Amanda and Lindsay and with like Paige and Lindsay and with basically everybody and Lindsay and like you know I think there's a lot going on that I just would need a lot more information on (sighs) that I hope we get at some point I really do I don't don't need too much more information on Paige and Lindsay because this shit is really like no that that one we can the Scorpio and Paige is keeping her from moving the fuck on yeah on certain things and I just because I have to say this really quickly because I am somebody who put myself through listening to the caller daddy episode 
very, mm. I didn't do that for nothing. <laughs> Paige in Paige specifically goes on a, you know, her whole thing on her hill of Lindsay's such a bad girl's friend. She's not a girl's girl, da da da. She not only did Paige go on the caller daddy episode with Hannah, Alex and Hannah trashed Amanda and Kyle, but then Hannah and Paige go into like a mini, like, you know, speech on how, oh, you know, people ju will judge us and judge others if we don't have any friends from um, later in life. But really, like, that's kind of empowering, right? It's there's nothing wrong with not having any friends. Oh, I'm sorry, from earlier in life, from when you were younger. Like, mm -hmm. you want to judge me for that? And really, it's because like our friends, our parents made us be friends with them. And like, making this whole excuse of why I guess they don't have any girlfriends from high school and their younger years. I don't care. But <laughs> you sitting here trying to explain to me and everybody else it's why it's totally fine if you yeah. don't have any girlfriends from when you were younger and yada yada and why you're you're drawing these boundaries with your girlfriends and that makes you empowering. But Lindsay is Lindsay. I, I'd like, what, what are we doing? Let's just yeah. let each other be each other. That's weird. It That's was weird. weird. Like I was like, Nobody, no, I, uh, uh, <laughs> I just can't, like, I can't deal with the shit. It's driving <laughs> me mad. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So we go back into the city and, you know, like Amanda goes over to Paige's place and they talk about Kyle being 40. I honestly, I really don't care. It was just basically like, can you believe he's 40? No, I can't. He looks so good. Yeah, he does. Okay. His mm. mullet. Great. <laughs> don't care yeah. uh, Maya goes and meets up with Sierra not to say that I don't care but it just was kind of a nothing burger it was just sort of like oh a setting up for Corey's coming Sierra's kind of feeling him he thinks he's cute maybe she'll you know make a move on him when he's in the house blah 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 right um so then everybody heads back to the Hamptons Corey and Craig are there uh Danielle shows up and we find out that she has not spoken to Lindsay all week and danielle says in a confessional this has never happened i've never not talked to her we've never not sat and been on the phone about what we were going to wear what we we're going to wear to kyle's party i don't even know what to think about this because like literally this has never happened so but i would like to have heard in a confessional Lindsay's point on this more like how were how were you feeling over the week i That's think I understand both of their sides of that because when I am, when I feel super hurt by a friend and I'm not saying anybody's hurt is more, you know, like bigger than one, one of them. But when I feel super hurt by a friend like that, I do need time yeah, because definitely. I am like, I can pop off and I just, I don't know. I will say one thing that I picked up on is when Lindsay was talking to Gabby and Sam Lindsay was, in my opinion, very careful. She said, I don't want to ruffle any feathers with Danielle, but I do like kind of want to get everybody's like opinion on things. Mm -hmm. Danielle is just running over to Paige and Amanda and them. And it's like, yeah, fill my head up with more, like validate my feelings. And I think that's one thing that drives me mad with like disagreeing with people in the first place is like, you're going to gravitate towards just naturally as humans, you're going to gravitate towards people who are going to validate your feelings. Sure. But just because your feelings are validated doesn't mean the other person's aren't to a certain extent either. And right. then we have to find a common ground. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. it's just, it's just so weird. Um, this really all could be solved in one simple conversation. 
I feel like I sense I sense some fear from Lindsay with navigating really I sense more fear from Lindsay Mm -hmm. navigating these waters because Danielle does seem very upset like when you're dealing when you're not the person that's not necessarily like mad you're kind of like on the receiving end of the anger and I feel like anger is a strong word but you know what I mean Danielle is the one that's upset right it's like I don't know where to go from here because like I don't feel like she feels I'm not upset with her right she's upset with me right so I don't know how I don't want to rock the boat I don't want to and I I get that because I am generally the one that is mad in my I've had friends tell me like I just didn't know what to say I'm so scared that you're like so fucking pissed (laughs) off at me right I and I I get it I totally get it it's just one of those things where I'm like Danielle baby a grip has got to be gone yeah we got to put some things back into perspective here yeah you can't like come at her and then also expect for her to come to you to try to resolve it you know like you're her you gotta carry that and like really like let's talk about this as some like real adults you know and I I think the way Danielle is navigating some of this as well with like her online presence and the interviews that she's given she gave some interview the thing with Bryce and she was like Lindsay knows that me and Robert broke up and she hasn't reached out to me Mm -hmm. baby girl we're not talking right <laughs> you know, like she could say the same about you like her seeing she's going to pick out wedding dresses you haven't neither one of y'all have reached out y'all in your mid-30s please we got to get some communication skills going we, yeah. we some like if y'all really don't want to be friends anymore fine whatever i i i think that's so dumb and what a waste what a waste if like somewhere in danielle's mind there's like a part of like okay i've given so much to this relationship Lindsay really needs to start coming to me and like proving that she wants to be here and like putting in the work what i don't yeah know if that's like right or wrong but i think that might be part of where she's coming from yeah and i totally understand that i think uh, i think the idea of People really don't understand. I've been married since July. Marriage is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Like th- that person is your, like you, you have to shift. I love my friends. I love my friends more than anything, but I I have a spouse. Like I'm, he's not my, like, I mean, I won't say he's not my everything, but like, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, yes, I still like have friends, but like, that is my husband. I do need to like, there has to, there is a, <laughs> this is my husband. And that's mm-hmm. what, like, I was trying, one of my, the friend I had to kick out of my wedding literally was like, I've known you longer than him. And I was like, he's my husband. Right. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? Right. I was like, you're, you sound mad right now because it's not a competition, but if it is a competition, he wins. Right. He's like, I was like, you're driving like the fact she does this. She did this with like other married friends and couples in her life Mm -hmm. too. That like, I was like, I can't keep having this conversation because do you want to marry me? Do you want to fuck me? (laughs) Okay. Like there's a difference. There's a difference. I can't stand when people act like there's like, you know, oh, your friends are always going to be there and a spouse may not pee. Like everybody's a human. We all have the capability to fall out at any fucking time. Right. Yeah. Everybody needs to be respectful of each relationship. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, I just, it's so disappointing to me. It's so disappointing to me. It's a shame. It's a shame. Uh, what happens after this? Oh, I mean, Paige does a little <laughs> photo shoot for Sierra in the background, backyard, and Kyle comes out and is like, oh, I'm going to take a picture with you and I'm going to use the caption hall pass. And I just wanted to put that on record that he said that. Kyle um, love black women. <laughs> thank you. He does. Kyle love black women. He does. From infinity to infinity. And I love that for him. I love that. I'm happy. For I don't him. think he would. Uh, I don't think he could close the deal one, but he loved black women. <laughs> he would love to. Yeah. <laughs> he would like to yeah. try. He would like to try. Um, so yeah. Then they start having this conversation, Paige and Sierra and Kyle, about um, you know, being 40. Kyle tells this like laughably sad story about how it was like the night before his birthday. He and Amanda had gone out, but Amanda, as she's wont to do, had a couple of wines and passed out on the couch and he's very much a my birthday starts at midnight so <laughs> clock's ticking amanda's asleep he's starting to like get nervous he's about to ring in his 40th year alone and by the time amanda wakes up he's crying <laughs> like, what's wrong and he's like i kind of told her what was going on but i didn't really want to get into it and you know she got a little bit out of me but like i just didn't want her to feel weird and then he starts talking about how like different they are because he says this was like the first night that he had gone out during the week in a long time but like he's a social butterfly amanda thriving during the pandemic like i don't have to leave my couch say less and so sierra's like you work really hard and you need to find a balance and honestly never did i think that anybody would tell kyle cook that he needs to start partying more <laughs> like uh-huh. ma'am what <laughs> yeah um listen here's the thing kyle ain't got too much more of them little digs to throw at his wife in her relationship with the couch because that shit gets on my nerves it doesn't <laughs> like that shit gets on my nerves one two he would say oh i don't nearly go out as much yeah didn't you have a contract with the batulas that you wouldn't do that right. shit when you married their daughter let's not play like i didn't watch last season yeah, you got i don't like, like six that figures on the line for that one my boy yeah i don't what? like that don't don't play with me i remember both contracts the ones with her parents and the one on the post-it <laughs> all right use is married now true so you need to behave and let's not act like when you go out during the week you don't get in trouble right because while amanda is on it's not like amanda's on the couch and she's like fuck it i don't care where kyle is what he's doing anything no she's on the couch and she's like where is my husband at at a club it's also I'm, like perfectly normal to never go out during the weekday it really is <laughs> like that's and very normal Even that's coming York from standards. me who used to go out wednesday like I used to go out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday used to be my fucking parties nights. Y'all would be shocked at how blacked out I used to be in the middle of the fucking week, but that's because right. I worked at nightclubs. Right. Like right. my my work week was literally Thursday through Sunday night. Right. Like, yeah. so and I, it's just, it's not, and I didn't even live in a city like New York. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, do, it's not. I still don't think it matters so much. <laughs> it doesn't, no. Yeah. It's, but like good luck to him i hope you find that balance I, I really hope you do kyle you and and the mullet um oh my gosh uh cory <laughs> we just got the news 
earlier today via page six that sam is officially dating Corey. apparently they've been dating since like after the summer um this was like blew me was announced <laughs> that she was going to be on the show so she was at watch what happens live and was Corey's guest but we didn't know we didn't know her right so mm-hmm. it's been going on for a minute apparently um Corey, i don't get it i'm just gonna say that i don't get it i the way everything he does <laughs> i i said on instagram today i use that meg the stallion meme where she's like pointing with her eyes squinted i said i'll allow it because right. sammy's happy <laughs> i will allow that shit but don't fuck up vermont macklemore don't I... fuck up okay because i love one thing about it two things for sure i fucking love sam sam i love really- sam i love gabby i think such breaths of fresh air i like their friendship i like that they are so impartial to the bullshit going on in the house one thing i love about gabby is that she seemingly has a relationship with danielle and with Lindsay. Mm -hmm. and like since sam told us today via page six her and Paige and craig hang out and she is still very close with Lindsay. sam and gabby are going to fix summer house I fully agree. They came in to save the day. They're going to fix it. Sam is going to do the Lord's work on page. And I I feel like we, when I heard the news again, do I trust Vermont Macklemore? No, but I said, this is what we need. She is the Meredith Gray of summer house gabby christina yang okay because they're gonna fix this shit they're gonna pump the life back into it and they're gonna bring people back together even if carl and Lindsay don't come back full time which i'm told let me be very clear as much as i like y'all know obviously i like Lindsay. um i'm not stupid though then i I like reality tv Lindsay and carl can go amanda Mm -hmm. and kyle can go right to a certain extent Paige and Craig can go. Mm-hmm. And all, I think all three of the cup, those couples have the power, if we do this correctly, to drop back in to the summer house and like check on the littles and make sure that the plant of summer house that they planted, the seed is growing and that they're doing, you know, doing right by the summer house legacy. It can happen. But yeah, I agree. Like, let's I, have more scenes of them back in the city. Like, go for drinks with Amanda, you know? Like, that's easy. Something, okay? Yeah. But one, I think you're, we're going to have to grab, like, drag Kyle out kicking and screaming. Like, he <laughs> is not going to go by himself. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, no. And I, I think Lindy and Carl are pretty much done. I don't think that they plan on going back at all. Um, yeah, I agree. And I because- don't and I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, we're yeah. I'm good. I'm. I would. Lo- I will watch whatever <laughs> other show Lindsay goes on. Um, I'm happy to see the growth in the young. I feel like I'm a principal. I'm so happy to see the growth the young lady has <laughs> exhibited. <laughs> We've watched her grow up. Uh, you know, I think that it's time. And the one only thing we did not talk about from this, um, that to backtrack a little bit is Paige and Craig. Oh yeah, I mean they yeah at dinner like they were talking about like what's going on with your relationship because Chris wouldn't you know has some opinions about uh, relationships and doesn't believe that long distance relationships are feasible. So Craig says 
that basically like pay he's dropping hints that he's not really okay with this i mean to me it seems like he very much would like Paige to come down to Charleston a lot more. He's going up to New York and that's cool. And, you know, Paige likes to get him out of the way and watch her little shows. And then he can come back, which I was like, okay, Paige, I relate to you on that. Like, let me watch my little shows and then you mm-hmm. can come back when I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> but, Paige um, do not want that man in her space. She doesn't. And to me, like, I, the obvious choice is like Craig needs to move up to New York not that I want that. Like, I don't want that man anywhere near the tri-state area. I've made that very clear, but, um, she's not moving down to Charleston, sir. And I feel for him a little bit that he's like, I miss her a lot faster now. And I think like, he would love for her to just be like, yeah, let's move in together. Let's like figure something out. But I think he's also trying to be like, we're cool. We're not defined by anything. We don't have to do, we don't have to prescribe to any rules. Like he's trying to be very chill about this. And I don't think he wants to be, which I think an ounce of sadness for him. Yeah, I don't feel bad for Craig at all. I don't think that's something that's like ever going to happen. But Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I think that Paige has, Paige wants to live two lives because I saw this a little bit with Perry. It's unfair of her to be like, what? He wants to be with me? Does he know what he's asking me? Like, yeah, he's your boyfriend. I can't see Craig living in New York now. Again, I don't know Craig, but maybe it's because I've only seen him in the setting of Southern Charm. But I can't see, I feel like he would be in a in a shock. I think okay. that she likes that, with Perry, he wouldn't come on the show. He was established, but he didn't want to be a part of it. Paige wants, and I, I get it because I'm the same way. I don't, you're not going to tell me no. Nothing's going to be no. And it needs to be either, it needs to be like in the middle. Like, yes, I'm open to it, but I don't need to be on it all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. right. Craig, that's pretty much how Craig is, even though last year they were trying to have him on there like all the time with Warehouse, all that shit. I and she got a dose of that real quick in Winter House when she yeah, was like, sure. People are gonna start judging me. Mm-hmm, now you see all this shit you was talking about your friend Amanda and Kyle. But <laughs> I she wants to be able to have her cake and eat it too. She wants to be able to stay in the city, but then also be like, Oh, I have a home to come down to and like pick out wallpaper and live this life, and then but then go back to my regular life and play Carrie Bradshaw and then go down here and play you know, I, I don't know my mom. And it's just one of those things that it's like, 
with somebody like Craig, I don't want to call him a Southern boy because we all know Craig is not an actual Southern boy. Um, (laughs) He does want that type of life though. He is, he, he wants to be married. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's made it very clear. I think he said verbatim in Winterhouse, like, I want to live a rom-com life, which really me up because he, at one point they're going up the stairs and he goes, babe, do you remember when you came like running down the stairs and straight into my arms? And then they play the flashback and it's like, she was on like the second to last step, <laughs> Craig. And like, she walked and she hugged you. It really yeah. wasn't that deep. Like he I was excited was to see romantic him. for you, but like, it, that's not what happened, Craig. <laughs> she was excited to see him. She was excited. I, but but I think not like, yeah. kiss me wasn't playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like that their ideas are so different and Paige is so dead set on she's another one of those like I don't have to follow these rules don't make me grow up I will cry don't make me follow any societal norms and I I get it I, no one's making you Paige but you're with a guy who's gonna be asking you like you're not with a New York guy and I think to a certain extent even Perry was like I mean he was older that man yeah. is fine as hell. I still, anyways. Don't even get me started. I, don't, <laughs> my friend accidentally messaged him and he replied, it, we don't go, need to go there. But anyway, <laughs> I like, Perry was more like, I, I ain't doing that. I'm established. I got my restaurants and I'm going to do this. One thing I find interesting about Paige is like when she was with Perry, it was very much like, aligning with him and his life and his um beliefs which he's not shy about he's not in your face about them but he's not shy about them Mm. and with Craig she's very much so aligning with him which like oh we're not gonna talk about it even though we know what side they fall on and I'm just like Paige it's okay to not have an interest or know too much about that shit um but she is the way she sways i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't follow Paige too much in that regard i don't even think i follow her on instagram i think because i don't either but i think because i was in the original giggly squad facebook group oh yeah no or shits and gigs no me, oh my friend put me <laughs> in it because i never was a huge Paige and hannah fan i didn't mind them um but i wasn't a huge fan but my friend was like oh you need to be in it like you see so much stuff da 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 and when the demise, the downfall of that Facebook group started happening, oh my God, I don't know who the fuck they hired for PR, but that shit was a fucking mess. <laughs> I, I heard bits and pieces of it. Oh. And I, I, the, what I did here was bad enough. I was like, I don't, I can't, <laughs> I can't. I not- promise you it was 10 times worse. I, I'm sure it was. And I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Mm. I don't want to know. <laughs> but, no. um, I so, was just sitting there. I would get on that fucking Facebook group every day and just be like, I would, I would spend an hour on there just reading comments or reading this like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh God. Entertaining. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so back to Sam. Like the first she lays eyes, the first minute she lays eyes eyes on Corey, she's like smitten kitten, which is wild to me because the first time she lays eyes on him or interacts with him, she's walking down the hallway with Lindsay. Lindsay like kind of trips over herself and he's like, Oh dude, Lindsay, you almost ate it. 
Oh, I saw that. I saw you, you almost fell. And, you know, I was going to act like I was going to help you, but you know, then I was going to pick you up afterwards. Like I wasn't actually going to help you anyway. Hi, I'm Corey. Like, nice to meet you, Sam. Like what? <laughs> and then she's like, wow, he is so hot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think if Corey kept his mouth shut, he was not bad looking. No, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I would love to see how Jess feels about this. <laughs> Dude. And yeah. Um, so let me just say it. My other thing is like Corey has Lala syndrome which is i know on winter house he was like telling sierra my type is like women who look like you wink wink but all <laughs> we ever see you being in relationships with is very blonde women but okay that's fine um you're probably doing us a favor anyway but anyway um then sam tells Lindsay, you know i really like that he his first instinct is to be funny cut to him in Sierra's room telling her why don't you just put a bed sheet on and cut holes out where the titties are like what are you talking about sir is that a joke mm-hmm. what what was that <laughs> I um... I don't know I do not know so when Lindsay and Sam are talking Lindsay tells Sam like I haven't spoken to Danielle all week and Sam's like okay what's what's the deal here right what's the rub and Lindsay says, Danielle's done a really good job of being my backbone backbone and strength and support in my last fucked up relationship. But now I'm finally with a guy who legitimately makes me happy and I make him happy. Nothing else should matter to you as a best friend. And yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, I think that that, that little sentence in itself was very telling because uh, like I said earlier, I think Danielle thrives on having people in her life that are kind of messier than her in a sense. And I don't mean like physically messy, but just like their life is not as put together. Danielle seems like she's a fixer and she loves to do yeah. that. And she loves when people's lives are in. And I don't mean like, I don't think she's like, oh yes, like I'm so happy here. I'm happy. But I think she does thrive a little bit more when people's lives are in disarray around her and she gets to be that backbone because again the two suitcases and robert and like she said as much like she said mm -hmm. something along the lines of like yeah in my life i'm the main character but when it comes to my friendships my relationships like i happily (laughs) play like a supportive role and i don't think she meant like uh like a wet not a wet blanket but like a a you know like a people picking her over or whatever like she was second fiddle but yeah like to your point i think she likes to be that one who's like the cheerleader mm-hmm. and like moving you like the tony robbins of her friends mm-hmm. you know like pushing yeah. you towards your better best self yeah i also think that like i've said this last week i think that danielle tends to thrive on being the person especially last year again part of the audience's fault for pumping her head with this she likes being the person that puts Lindsay hubbard in check mm-hmm. because after the whole austin thing and blah blah when they had that little conversation on the beach everybody that was like oh fuck Lindsay, da, 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 which i still don't really get all of that um she was like, and did part of you like that Sierra was jealous? She's a fucking human. Mm. 
did that was not like I, I don't we're not going backwards but I think that Danielle like everybody was so rah rah her like that's a good ass friend that's a down ass friend I think that part of it and I I mean want to say like probably five percent is audience reaction when it comes to Danielle Danielle has actually never gotten this much from between last season and this season Danielle's not never gotten this much reaction from the audience right I th- and I think that it's pumped her head a little bit. And I don't mean in a good way or a bad way. I just think that it has, you know, pumped her head up a little bit. Like, oh, these people have really never been reacting to me. I've always been a background character in this show. And now I checked Lindsay and people think, I think, I do think that part of the reason Danielle is coming at Lindsay like this is because of that reaction that she got from the audience last year. Mm, yeah, that that could be. That's a very good theory. I'm going to think about that. I really am. Um, Everybody goes to uh, Kyle's birthday. Nothing really much happens. Sam and uh, Corey bond over the fact that they don't like coffee, but they do like espresso martinis. Um, Sierra starts looking annoyed from across the table. because She's like, damn, I thought I was going to get some dick and seems like I'm not going to. Cool. Um, (laughs) I'm praying that this does not turn into a thing. Uh, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um... Amanda makes everybody like go around to say a nice thing about Kyle. Um, Carl's thing is to say that he has a long list, but then say that it's actually a menu that he's holding. And then to say that uh, Kyle's dick is only five inches long, to which Kyle says it's actually six. So happy birthday. I (laughs) hate, hate with a capital H when people actually i'm just gonna say it because this is my personal experience i have never ever had this except for with white women making others go around the table or go around (laughs) and say make sure you say thank you make sure you say why doesn't everybody tell what you like you're not my mom i know how to tell my friend happy birthday i know i got manners i know how to say thank you i hate when people do that like, oh, why everyone go do this. I will I'll look at the Instagram post. I don't like forced closeness. I don't either. <laughs> like in a, the thing I'll do it thing, on my own time. Thank the you. The thank much. you thing drives me fucking wild within itself. Because like if you made me food, I'ma say thank you. If you did something to warn to thank you, I'ma say thank you. I'm mm. not gonna go overboard with it because I think people get a little lost in that shit. But thank you. But then we need to put them on a pedestal again. Everybody make sure you said thank you. But <laughs> Kyle is a Leo man, so he needs that. I agree. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, Amanda asked Corey, like, what the deal is with him and Jessica. And he's basically like, what we all thought. This shit ended two weeks after we left Vermont. I went to LA for like three days. Um, We were not on the same page. Shockingly, you weren't in Vermont either. And basically, she just wanted to like, I don't know, kiss and cuddle and and like do reverse cowgirl on him. But he wanted to go out there and do things. And so they managed to go to a hockey game. But it was basically uh, over before it even started. So... Bye. Yeah. If you guys are care about Jessica at all, she is on TikTok with her new boyfriend and they're making like boyfriend girlfriend content. So yeah, I don't need to see that. If you miss her, if she can find her on TikTok. Um, so the ep- episode ends with everybody like 
waking up getting ready for kyle's birthday setting the things up and kyle has this conversation with carl he's like yeah you know like we're obviously not in a very good place so i haven't really checked in with you what's going on how are you and Lindsay doing like you know and kyle's like carl rather is like yeah you know i still think about the time when we told you in october that we were officially dating and i was a little bit nervous because this was like something real and you know I was thinking a couple of years ago when I was dating Lindsay, like maybe we could have just like a fun casual thing. She was not in that place. She wanted something a lot more serious, but like, I'm happy that you are happy for us because I do think that I'm going to propose to her at the end of the summer. And Kyle's like, that's in like a couple of weeks. <laughs> He's like, yes, correct. And I was like, okay, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> one, one thing that was like a doozy to me in that <laughs> conversation is kyle said like i haven't been able to see you guys in sync meaning Lindsay and carl and mm. i said well baby you had a couple weekends to see that but you was too busy calling Lindsay everything except for a child of god right <laughs> so i don't i don't know why you're speaking like oh we just keep missing each other <laughs> and right. like if don't i haven't why. been able <laughs> to see you guys in sync that's that's crazy because you also spent a good amount of time blaming Lindsay for how carl is now but you haven't been able to see them in sync right. so like do we see the disconnect there kyle cook <laughs> Maybe like one. do do you get what i'm saying like because yeah. that it's it's giving that like okay i fulfilled i played my part i was supposed to do that and now i can get back to being an actual friend because it what was baffling to me and i think Lindsay handles Kyle probably better than even his wife does mm -hmm. in which she just doesn't even fucking give in to him but then she still loves him because when she like when they pulled up she was like happy birthday da, da, da. I was like you wouldn't even be getting a hat from me <laughs> fuck you that's what you would be getting from me I would be there I'm gonna get my participation points fuck off <laughs> all that shit you did no get away from me yeah. Fuck, fuck all the way off yeah that's, that's like I'm, I'm sorry that whole day i understand why people let people like kyle go off yell scream cuss and fuss as kendrick says not what you you cross a certain line with me and that what he did no we're done <sighs> we're done Man, do you have any other thoughts from this episode i'm just sad uh, the state of which this show yeah, is <laughs> I'm really sad. I agree. All right, let's move on to.